Welcome to the Vacation Inspiration Podcast. I'm Paula, your host and owner of Black Dog Luxury Travel, where we design custom vacations for the discerning traveler. If your vacation plans are in need of some serious inspiration, you're in the right place, and I am so glad you're here. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ms. Helly Mendy. She is with Visit Finland, North America, and she is taking some time out of her day today to share about the beautiful country of Finland, and I'm super excited to learn more. So thank you so much for coming today. Thank you, Paula, for inviting me. This is a pleasure, and I I always love to talk about my home country, Finland. I'm based in New York City, but I actually have a home in Helsinki, too, so I I travel quite often to Finland. Wonderful. Happy to share all my secrets with you, but I thought I'll just start with some facts, because I know that Finland is not that well-known in the United States. We are one of the Nordic countries, but we, at the moment, the smallest amount of American travelers to Finland. Most of the travelers that we do get to Finland are coming from Europe and before the pandemic from Asia, but the number of American travelers has been also growing. So we're really happy to see actually this year and for the coming winter that the American travelers are coming back and even in bigger numbers than before the pandemic. So happy that American travelers are discovering Finland. Yay. We are a small country by population, only five and a half million people, but from land space, we are actually eighth largest in Europe. So in European standards, we are a fairly big country with very few people. And most of the people actually live in the south in Helsinki, especially in the Helsinki region. Helsinki is our capital down in the south coast. And we speak Finnish, of course, as a first language, about 90 Over 90% speaks Finnish, but Swedish is our second official language. So we all learn Swedish at school as well. And about 7% of the population speaks Swedish as their first language. And then in the north part of Finland, which we call Lapland, that's the name of the province of northern part of Finland, we also have the indigenous Sami people living and they have their own languages. But we all learn English at school, so English is spoken very widely, especially the young people are very fluent. We don't dub the programs and TV, so everybody hears English from very early age. That's my how my daughter, for example, learned English. She was listening and watching the Disney Channel <laughs> since she was very young. So it was easy for us to move to U.S. She was already... Hmm. Knowing some English before we moved here. That's great. And I know that's always a reassuring thing when people travel to a different country, whether or not that they can communicate well with the locals, with the people and have that experience. So that's always something that's great to know. Absolutely. And we are a Euro country um, and more or less a cashless society nowadays. And MasterCards and Visa cards are accepted everywhere. Also American Express and Diners Club in bigger shops and restaurants, but not probably in all the small ones. And North American travelers do not require a visa visa to visit our country. And we divide our country in four main regions when we talk about Finland. So we talk about Helsinki region, which is the capital region. It's the smallest geographically, but then the biggest by population. And then we have a very long coastline and we have actually 70,000 islands in our archipelago, which makes it one of the largest archipelagos in the world. That's also a well-kept secret, I think. Oh. A really beautiful region on the west coast of Finland. And then the third region is Lakeland with 188,000 lakes. So there is a lot of water in our country. 
70% is covered with forest and then rest more or less with lakes. Wow. And then the northern part of Finland, like I said, it's called Lapland. So in Finnish, actually, the name is Lappi. So that's the name of the province. And most of it is above the Arctic Circle. Wow. From Helsinki to all the way to the north, north of Finland, to the border of Norway, we share a little bit border up with Norway. It takes about 14 hours by car. But the easiest way to reach the northern part is to fly. Fantastic. Are there regular flights from Helsinki? Yes, absolutely. Especially during the winter time, there are many daily flights because winter is the high season in northern part in Lapland. So there are four airports uh, in the north. Uh, Rovaniemi, Kuusamo, Kittilä and Ivalo, flight time is about one hour and 30 <laughs> minutes approximately. During the summertime, there is less frequency, but there is a daily flight to each of the airports also during the summer season. And Rovaniemi actually being the capital of province of Lapland. They have several daily flights also during the summer season. But during the wintertime, several flights daily to all airports and also not just from Helsinki, but also from many and destinations, direct flights to Lapland because it's very popular for Europeans to go there for winter holidays. And it's also easy to access Helsinki from United States. Finnair, our national carrier, is part of One World Alliance. So good connections with American Airlines, Alaska Airlines, for example. Of course, with all connections also with SAS, Icelander and British Airways from different parts of United States and North America. And currently during the winter season, Finnair flies directly from J- New York JFK, from Los Angeles and from Dallas, DFW. And then for the summer season in March, they will be introducing also again Chicago and Seattle flights. And then during the winter, there is a seasonal winter flight from Miami as wow. well. Wow. Awesome. Lots of opportunities to get to Finland. Yes, absolutely. We have four very different seasons in Finland, and then each of the region actually looks quite different and during different seasons. For example, in springtime, when people are still skiing in the north, people are already having picnics in the parks in Helsinki. And the winter season, obviously, in the north is much longer, whereas in the south and Helsinki region, it's nowadays, because of the climate change, actually quite short. So sometimes we get, don't get snow until very late in December or January, and it usually lasts only until maybe a couple of months, the snow season. Whereas in the north, the first snow comes already in end of October and it can melt in May. Sometimes yeah. they're in the very north, there can be snow, some snow even early June, but that's the very northern part. Sure. Wow. The, uh, like I said, the most of the uh, Finnish Lapland is above the Arctic Circle. So there are, of course, great opportunities to see the northern lights in Finnish Lapland. They can appear more than 200 nights a year, in fact. And uh, the northern light season starts already in end of August when the nights are dark enough so that you can see them. And then and the season ends usually around early April, first, second week, because that's when the nights start to get so light that you don't see them. But because Finnish Lapland is so high up in the north, there's always solar activity in those latitudes. Wonderful. And they're so beautiful. I know that's on the bucket list for a lot of people. Go see the northern light. Definitely. That is one of the main reasons. Of course, you never know how the weather is. So there is never a guarantee, even though there can be solar activity, but it can be cloudy, it can be snowing, it can be just cloudy without snowing. So you never know. But if you can spend a little longer time, let's say four or five nights at least in Finnish Lapland, there is usually a great possibility to have a glimpse of the Northern Light. Wonderful. And there are lots of special accommodation options as well. There are several glass 
full glass igloo type of resorts. This one located in Western Lapland called Levy Igloos. This is a winter clamping experience, this Aura Dome. And then there are this Arctic Treehouse Hotel in Rovaniemi. All these resorts are built so that the guests can uh, have the maximum view of the nature, surrounding nature, and also the skies. So you can basically lay in your bed and watch the sky and maybe see the northern lights even from your own bed. Perfect. I think snow is beautiful as long as I don't have to shovel it. <laughs> yes, I agree. Luckily, we have lots of knowledge how to deal with the snow in Finland because we do have long snow seasons. One of our unique experiences, of course, also to go to a snow castle and you don't have to build a snow castle. It's been built for you. <laughs> so this, oh. this is just for one night experience because it is cold in there. So it is about 32 Fahrenheit, zero centigrade. But they give you all the necessary equipment that you need to keep yourself warm. But it's, of course, not for everybody. But if you're adventurous enough and you feel that you can handle the cold, then it's a really cool, literally cool experience. <laughs> <laughs> and also we have literally cool dining venues as well. If you don't want to spend the night, you can just go for a cocktail in an ice bar or have a lunch or even maybe a dinner in a snow restaurant or outdoors in the wilderness by open fire. That's awesome. And like I said, there are so many activities to do during the winter time. You can visit the reindeer farm, meet the reindeer, go for husky sled tour. There are many different ways to do the husky tours. You can either sit in the sled and have the musher to drive you through the snowy fields, or you can also learn to drive yourself. You can go snowboarding or skiing or snowshoeing or snowmobiling. You can learn to drive rally car on the ice and snow or wow. go ice climbing. Or you can take an icebreaker cruise in the sea coast of Lapland. The icebreaker cruise takes about three, four hours and it breaks the ice as it goes because the sea is frozen. And then at some point it stops and the guests can put on thermal suits and float in the ice water in the hole that the icebreaker just made. That's that, that has to be chilly, but that's awesome. The thermal suits are really thick, so you don't really feel the cold. <laughs> Great. And one great experience is, of course, also to visit the Arctic Circle and the Santa Claus yeah. village, especially with children. But for anybody who wants to take an Instagrammable picture of themselves across in the Arctic Circle, Santa Claus village is definitely the best place to do it. It's right there at the Arctic Circle. And the Santa Claus village is open year round. So you can actually visit Santa Claus even during the summer time. So 365 days a year. It's a really nice street for kids to go and visit Santa Claus in the summer. Very cool. In the summertime, this region looks totally different without the snow and becomes the land of the midnight sun because the sun does not set for six weeks at all. So it's a one very long day of six weeks. Wow. Starting from April and then the mid, the, the summer season starting and the light season, sorry, starting mid-April to August, but the actual midnight sun shines from May till July, early July. Those are some long days. Yeah. They are. Also in the south, we have the white nights because the sun does go down for a few hours, but it doesn't really get dark at all in end of May, June and early July. And in Lakeland and Lapland, there are there is so much water that you can do, of course, all the water activities. It, one of my favorite things to do in Finnish Lapland in the summertime is to go midnight sun canoeing. So when you are on the water, the river or the lake, usually the waters are really still during the midnight. 
and you see the sun go down to the horizon and then it starts to go straight up again. It's a really magical experience, I would say. That just gave me goosebumps. That sounds like the absolute most fun thing. That's super cool. I figured you would maximize your winter because of the location and the snow, but I did not realize you had so much to do in the summer there. There is. And because of all the light, you can basically do everything 24 hours if you're up to it. (laughs) So you can do fishing or golfing in the middle of the night. But there are many of things to do here. For example, river rafting is also a great thing to do when you go in the north. Or if you are a very avid biker, there are great off-road trails for bikers, fat bikers or other bikes. And also photography tours or glamping experience, for example. Wonderful. Like mentioned earlier, the, the Northern Light season starts already in end of August. And in fact, in my opinion, September is the most beautiful month to go to Lapland during the snowless season because that's when you have the season's color period as well. And it is really easy to drive in Finland when there is no snow. I would not recommend to rent a car during the snow season, but during the snowless season, it's really easy to drive, especially in Lapland. There is hardly any traffic, but as you can see here in picture, you might meet the reindeer, so you have to watch for them. (laughs) That's a different hazard to look out for sure. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. It is. And then in the south, the summer season, June, July, August, it's beautiful on the lakeside resorts. We have plenty of them. Also high-end small boutique resorts, especially in the eastern Lakeland region. There are, of course, traditional hotels as well. But in my opinion, the small boutique or lake resorts hotels are absolutely the best experiences to try. I love, yeah, I love boutique properties too. Yeah. And Finnish sauna is something that you need to try if you come to Finland. We have a really long history with sauna. It dates back thousands of years when our forefathers started to heat earth pits to keep themselves warm during the harsh winter conditions so they could wash themselves. And then, of course, it has evolved to what it is now, the modern sauna. But in my opinion, the best sauna experience is actually the traditional wood-heated lakeside sauna where you can jump straight from the sauna into the silky soothing lake waters. That is very relaxing. And you can do that all night long because it's there is so much light during the summer. I don't think you can go to Finland without doing a sauna. It just it would be wrong. It would just be wrong. Absolutely. We are a country of five and a half million people, but we actually have almost three million saunas in Finland. <laughs> Most of them, of course, and that's more than passenger cars, in fact. (laughs) Most of them are privately owned saunas, so either summer house saunas or in your homes. For example, in my apartment in Helsinki, I have a small sauna as well. So nowadays they built apartments with saunas as well. And many of the hotels, of course, have they have saunas, but now we have hotel rooms as well with your own private sauna. So that is a very nice experience. There are, of course, public saunas and some modern, very cool design, more urban sauna facilities, which are a little bit different than the traditional old, old saunas. But different ways to experience. And one thing I need to say about Finnish sauna is that it's not a Finnish sauna if you can throw water on the stove and get the steam. Right in the sizzle. That's the thing. I agree. So. Like said earlier, there is so much water that there are, of course, all the possible water activities available, supporting boating, fishing, just swimming in the fresh lake waters, or also going biking 
And then in the northern part of Lakeland, there are several places where you can safely go wildlife watching. So they have built huts where you can observe the uh, bears and the lynx and sometimes even wolves and also many locations for bird watching as well. You're a very natural destination. You utilize so much of your country and it's just so beautiful. I love that. I love that. Yes, nature itself is so important for us Finns and we do spend a lot of time outdoors since we are very small children, in fact. Then the coastal archipelago region looks a little bit different, especially when you are in the outer archipelago, more barren, where at Lakeland area is very lush. A lot of green and lots of forest, but very beautiful area as well in its own way. The capital of that area or the main city is Turku, which actually used to be a Finland's capital before Helsinki, when Finland was part of the Swedish kingdom. And there is a lot of great history in this city, also a medieval castle to visit. And there are, mentioned earlier, 70,000 islands, but actually only a little over 20,000 of those are large enough that you can have houses on them. Oh, wow. So lots of small islands there. And some islands, you can also find these beautiful old lighthouses that you can visit, or some of them are also converted into tiny ascetic hotels. They are nothing high-end, so very ascetic, but for people who are interested in something like this, it's a great experience too. Definitely a unique experience for sure. Absolutely. Uh, Not many people have done that, I'm sure. Yeah. And this area is really popular for sailing and yachting. And I, for example, go there. And actually, this is my favorite place to go in the summertime to sail with my friends. It's so beautiful there. There are lots of smaller and bigger marina to the bigger islands you can get, or even with bigger luxury yachts. And you can also rent sailing boats and yachts in that region. So it's pretty easy for someone to come in and charter or rent someone to take them out then in the water and visit this beautiful area. Yes, absolutely. Yes, you can either rent the boats with or without crew as well. Wonderful. And there is an also a trail that co- it's called Archipelago Trail, which you can take by car or by bike even. It's about 100 miles long, so you can go through the coastal villages, very small picturesque villages there. Sorry, I went to the next one. And, and also some of the islands, because there is also ferry service connecting the mainland to the islands and some islands and the ferries uh, between some of the islands as well. So it's a great way to explore this very unique region as well. Very cool. And then finally, Helsinki, the capital of Finland. The city is actually a fairly small. We have only about half a million, about 600,000 people living in the city of Helsinki, although the metropolitan Helsinki area has about 1 million people living. And the city center is fairly compact and easy to explore by on foot or by bike. We also have a great public transportation system. And we have a lot of green areas in the city and parks, and it is quite beautiful also because of all the islands that Helsinki itself has is in, as in its archipelago. There are about 300 beautiful islands that you can explore many of them by local ferries. And some of these islands also, like these two here, they have these beautiful fine dining summer restaurants where you can enjoy beautiful sceneries and wonderful food during the summer. These are very close to the mainland and the restaurants have their own boat service. The most popular island is Suomelina Island, which is also a UNESCO heritage site. And it's about 20 minutes by ferry from, from the city center. 
And that island is open year-round because there is also permanent population of about 800 people living on that island. It's very unique, very beautiful in the summertime. It's a recreational island also for locals, so we often go there for picnics. But it has also some great history and museum and guided tours that you can take to learn more about Finland's history on that island. Wow. Are these dining facilities only open in the summer or are they open year-round? These are open only in the summertime. Yeah. And when it's very cold in, let's say, January, February, the here often is frozen, is especially by the coastline. So you can, of course, if the sea is frozen enough, you can walk <laughs> to some <laughs> of these islands. But then you need to know for sure that the as is, is strong enough. When you see the locals on the ice, then you then can go okay. there. Then it's okay. They know. Yes. Yeah. That's a good gauge. <laughs> That's a good gauge. How long? Did, the, oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah, I just wanted to say that some of the islands have also the, for example, Lona Island, and they have a really beautiful public sauna facility. So in Finland, we usually have a sauna for females and another one for men. So we don't do mixed saunas in our public saunas. Or if they are mixed saunas, then you always wear, of course, a swimsuit. That's how the, how it's done in Finland. Wonderful. I love it. I love it. So if someone's coming to visit Finland, how long do you recommend that they stay? How long should their trip be for their first time? There is so much to do, of course, if you want to cover more than just Helsinki and to see. So I would say that in the summertime, if you want to do all the sites in Helsinki, maybe even have a beach day in Helsinki and do explore the islands, you need at least three days, maybe four days. And then if you want to go a little bit outside of the of Helsinki to explore the countryside in the Lakeland region or archipelago, you would need another three three nights. So I would say or go to Lapland for three nights in the summertime. So one week. And then also in the wintertime, I would recommend if you've never been to Helsinki before, you would fly into Helsinki, spend maybe a couple of nights there, do the sites in Helsinki and then fly to the north and spend five nights there do all the winter activities and hopefully maybe even see the northern lights. And in the summertime, equal in if you are into the adventure activities, outdoor activities, there is so much to do in Lapland. Or you can even rent a car when you fly in there and rent a car and then do a little tour in Finnish Lapland. As said, it's so easy to drive when there is no snow, not much traffic. Wonderful. Helsinki is really centrally located, actually, when we're thinking of the Baltic Sea region, easy to explore the neighboring countries. For example, there is a ferry boat service between Helsinki and Tallinn in Estonia, which takes about only two hours one way. So a lot of people, when they come to Helsinki, they go to Tallinn and spend a day there and then come back to Helsinki in the evening with another ferry. Or you can combine, of course, Finland with easily with Sweden. There is an overnight cruise ferry going between Helsinki and Stockholm or the, by flight. It's only 55 minutes. So really oh, easy to combine. Easy flight. Easy flight. Wonderful. We, we still have one burning question, Ellie, that we need to know. We need to know why are you rated the happiest country in the world now for the fifth year in a row? Is it all the saunas? What is it? <laughs> yes. I think I think the saunas could be definitely part of it. But of course, it's a combination of many things. We have really, we're a Nordic country. With Nor- Nordic countries, we do have a, a well-established social security systems, healthcare systems, universal healthcare. We also have free education in all levels. But in the recent, this year's 
study, Finnish people especially ranked really well on on trust in the uh, the authorities and the government. So that was one of the main reasons this year where Finland really scored very well. But then, of course, there are many other things as well. We are, like said, we are a fairly big country with great infrastructure, but very not very many people. So there is a lot of space around you. We have a lot of nature and we actually have a very strong nature relationship. So even as children, we are learning to explore the nature and spend time outdoors. And it's a big source of recharging for us as well to spend time in the forest by hiking or by foraging berries or just swimming in the lakes and relaxing, of course, in the sauna. So I think it's a combination of many things. Wonderful. One more thing I want to say that when you go to Finland, you're like, where are all these happy people and smiley people? The Finnish happiness is not about that. I think it's about being content with your life. And Finnish people apparently are the most content with their lives, at least according to this study. But Finnish people were the most surprised themselves when we found out that we have been ranked as the happiest country. I love it. I love it. To me, it just says that it's a beautiful country, all of your areas, and it's full of beautiful people. And that's pretty amazing. That right there is most definitely a reason to go visit Finland for sure. For sure. Welcome to Finland. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on today and for all of this information and knowledge. And I'm hoping this will move up on a lot of people's bucket lists. I'm all about it. So let's all go to Finland. Absolutely. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Paula. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me this week on the Vacation Inspiration Podcast. If you're looking for some help with your next vacation, go ahead and book a free consultation from the link in the show notes or off my website, blackdogluxurytravel.com. Thank you again. I look forward to seeing you soon.